Uh, welcome to Tiny Town Library. Thanks for joining us. We're coming to you straight out of the library with town news, community updates, book recommendations, and an interview with a local person of interest. My name is Bonnie, and I'm the director of the Dalen Memorial Library, and with me today is Joanne, our children's program director. Hi. Hi. Amy is here straight out from the street, quick, quick, <laughs> sitting down. Good afternoon. <laughs> How are you? I'm doing well. And Madison, our producer, thank goodness we were just saying, is here and in charge because we never know how this podcast even gets works. out into space and back. It's magic. So welcome back to the podcast. It is November just days before Thanksgiving, mm -hmm. and there's good news and bad news, right? <laughs> the good news is that almost everybody has a little tiny turkey this year, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. the yes. bad news is you'll be eating with a small group of people, but it's still going to be delicious. It's going to be right. amazing. It's exactly. going to be a new memory. A new memory. It's all different this year, but um, we're being encouraged to stay home for the holidays mm -hmm. this year, and the rules um, all across the country are eat in the tiniest group that you have, your small the bubble of people. The people that you live with. Mm -hmm. The people that you live with. So gone are the 20 pound turkeys and 10 sides, unless you're like me, I'm, I'm still <laughs> making it all. Amy, are you making it all? What are you I'm doing? I'm still making it all. Yep. I have some dietary restrictions, so, you know, not everything will be made with mounds and gobs of butter as usual. That's but my that's house. That's okay. That's my that's house. Okay. Still, <laughs> we always hosted, and we're still having dinner, you know, for our family, for the five of us. You know. It'll um, be delicious. Yeah. How about you, Joanne? I know you have a very small dinner party oh. this year compared to your huge dinner party. I know. We're usually in the 20s, but it's just going to be three of us. My daughter is staying at college. And so it'll just be myself, my husband, and my son. But we're going to make it all, Excellent. only on a smaller scale. And a good reminder is that Thanksgiving is just dinner, right? It's just, it's just dinner, dinner okay. and maybe more time for puzzles and games and reading, right? Mm -hmm. But yeah. it's a little bit more than just dinner. Still try. Still try. Try to make it special. I told the boys, we're going to try. We're going to dress up. We're not going to come down. In like our hobo outfits. No paper plates. No. No. Get out the silver. Get out it's the good still, you're worth it too. True. Even if you're just eating by yourself, I promise you it'll be more special than eating it on a paper plate. Mm -hmm. And don't use the microwave. Right. And if you are unsure of what you are making and recipes, stop at the library. We have a ton of cookbooks mm -hmm. and every magazine seemed to put a pie with meringue on the cover. So mm -hmm. if you're not making a pie with meringue. I don't normally make a pie with meringue. I, I could know. make lemon meringue, I suppose. Exactly. There's still time. There is still time. So um, I do want to back the um, bus up, though, and talk about Halloween a little oh. bit. Can we, like old sure. business. How was Halloween? Because last time we spoke, we had just mm. been approved to have Halloween here right. at the library outside. But you're a Main Street um, resident oh, and yeah. the chair of Halloween. How yeah. did Halloween go? Um, it was a beautiful day. Our Main Street and, and uh, village residents, uh, the majority of them, wanted to participate and we worked with the PTA, um, Autumn Gardenia, and Nicole Hopcraft made different candy shoots uh, for residents if they needed them to shoot the candy down to the children at a safe distance. So that was really nice. I felt like it was a really good way to connect. The, the village residents were really happy to do it. And the people, the families that came through to get candy were very respectful. 
following the rules. Uh, people had either the candy shoots or I put my candy out on a clothesline, a lip clothesline. That was very clever. That and looked good, too. So I felt very confident that it was very safe. It was a beautiful day, and it was um, much needed uh, morale booster for the people that came out. But we didn't have as many people, but um, it was super fun, and it was fun to see kids in the daytime. I miss the darkness a little bit, yes. but it was nice to have a perfect, my perfect world is it would start in the day for a little bit and end into the night. So well, maybe, maybe you'll get your wish. Maybe I will. Right. And Amy, you took a treat with Eliza, who is still young. And did she have a good time? She did. She had a great time. She ended up walking around with her older sister and another little friend. And it was fun for them to be out. And, and they did kind of follow along and follow the rules and leave space. And they wore masks. Um, and the weather was so nice. Mm -hmm. and it, I was so very against daytime trick-or-treating. <laughs> I just thought, oh, it's not going to be any fun. But, you know, I, I'm almost loath to admit it. It was nice. It really, it was being able to see people's costumes. Mm -hmm. um, it somehow made it a little more fun. It, it made it more, I want to say interactive, because you weren't really interacting with other people, but you really could see people from a distance mm -hmm. much more easily than you could if it had been completely dark. Right. So, yeah. You know. okay. I'm just glad that we were able to do something and um so thank you to everyone that participated and yeah i thought it was good for morale and thank you to the friends of the library they provided all the mm -hmm. treats here and uh, we still have half a bucket left so we're good for next year mm -hmm. we're ready and you start. made a really fun distribution candy shoot <laughs> yeah trick or treat trick or treat six feet, six feet. Mm -hmm. so in case you uh, didn't know the rules if you came up to the library door it was crystal clear so mm -hmm. uh, earl took a good picture of that for prosperity so you know maybe in a hundred years we'll look back and Written right there. That's what we want. All right. So we talked a little bit about COVID. Um, Amy, you're kind of more our expert on this. You check the numbers and you've got school. I heard this morning we just have five cases in town with 20 total for the whole, you know, kind of kit and caboodle. Is that true? That chives with what I've seen online on the New Hampshire COVID page. I think it's actually, as of today, Mount Vernon is still in the under five. So the one, one through four, somewhere between one and four cases. And then cumulative cases are at, for all since it started, is at 20. So we had to keep that going, wash mm -hmm. hands, mask up, stay home as much as you can. It's going to be hard during the holidays, but... We can do it. We can do mm -hmm. it. Homemade gifts, order online, do the things you have to do to stay safe. But we want to keep those numbers low uh, for mm -hmm. the health of our community, obviously, right? Makes mm -hmm. sense. And then Massachusetts just put a new mandate. Well, we have a mask mandate now yes. for the entire state, but um, Massachusetts would rather we didn't travel to <laughs> their pristine state. Okay. Uh, right? Without... I would rather not go there myself. Okay. Well, <laughs> we don't have to go there, but mm -hmm, they mm -hmm. certainly can come up here and spend their money, I guess, still. Mm -hmm. So um, that was new this week, and we'll have to adjust our lives to not head to Boston with such ease. But if you quarantine or have a negative COVID test, mm -hmm. you can head down the border. Yes. And uh, testing sites, of course, are bumper to bumper right now. Everyone's mm -hmm. getting tested so they can head to their Thanksgiving locations. Uh, so not a great time to get a test, but maybe it'll ease up a little bit. Well, and I was talking to my husband about this, and he makes a good point. He raises a good point. And he says, when this is all over, won't you like to be 
to look back on it and say, this is what I did to help my community and the greater community of the world stay safe. What did I, what did I give up? You don't want to look back and, and you know, say all that, you know. I, be patient zero one or I, whatever. You know, I didn't right. stop. Don't, right. you know, don't be afraid. Don't, don't let it rule you. And, and none of us are letting it rule us, but you have to be, you have to be smart and you want to look back and think, am I proud of how I behaved? And what did I, what did I give up and, and was it worth it? Mm-hmm. Um, Madison and I here on Saturday talked to a lot of people when they came in, checking in on people's Thanksgiving plans and just mm-hmm. kind of like their daily activities. And what we found, everybody had a different story and a different threshold for risk and reward. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it's not funny, but it's what people have convinced themselves is safe. It, it's really individual. Mm-hmm. You know, someone admitted that, you know, they were still going to the gym, but maybe only twice a week now instead of every day, or mm-hmm. you're heading to a restaurant, or you're, or you're not, you're home. Like mm-hmm. you're working from home, you're so isolated, you're so lonely. So everybody's got a different story, mm-hmm. and there isn't one message out there. there. I don't feel like there's, there's one you know, protocol that everybody's like, you have to no. follow this. We're not there yet. We're not there yet. And that might mm-hmm. be in our future. So. Well, I hope it is because you know, people were saying, or, or they're saying now on the news, that, that now these small gatherings are being... Um, villainized, vilified, Um, and and those aren't great to have either, but we still have bars open and restaurants open, and so, and and they're also saying big numbers are still coming from um, uh, old folks' home, resident Mm. resident homes, and prisons, and so these are still a really big number, so it's not just getting together with your family so they don't want us to do that but it, it they were cautioning not to like start blaming grandma that sure that it's not a good idea but there's still a lot of things that we should be doing or not doing in the greater community speaking of which we have had to change our whole kind of like calendar for the month of december in town and mm-hmm. here at the library uh, this would be the week that we would be rallying towards tree lighting mm-hmm. and also the PTA does breakfast with Santa. So I did want to mention those two groups. PTA is still doing an event. Mm-hmm. This year they pivoted and came up with a new idea called the Avenue of Lights. Is that the right title? That's what it's called and I'm very excited. Mm, me too. Um, those so, ladies are very creative over there. Right. And we want to support that. So mm-hmm. we have an entry in the Avenue of Lights. It's a, basically an outdoor light show. Mm-hmm. And it uh, goes around the building. Of and the school. Mm-hmm. It costs $10 per car, I believe. And you mm-hmm. get a little box of cookies. Yep. And, and an ornament oh, that's been made bonus. by um, a, a school alum. Alumni, yeah. Yep. He's in seventh grade now. Mm-hmm. He's making Ooh. the ornament. That's exciting. Mm-hmm. I know. Um, I don't know the exact way to pay for this, but I did see you could pay the day of, and mm-hmm. then they had a QR code that you could scan, and maybe Venmo? Maybe oh. Venmo. I think they've used Venmo for things. So you want to go on that PTA Facebook page mm-hmm. to find out and prepay and let them know you're coming. And then they've got a Spotify playlist, so you can listen to Christmas music oh, or cute. holiday music mm-hmm. as you um, drive through the Avenue of Light. Smart. I'm definitely going. I'm, I'm definitely making going. my husband and son come too. What else do we do? What else are we doing? Oh, it's right. super fun. And that, that will kick off the first Saturday of the month. So it's December 5th from 5 to 8. Mm-hmm. And look for the library display. Go ahead, tell them what, what our theme is. Yeah. Well, 
We are a Charlie Brown Christmas. Mm. So Snoopy. And? Snoopy and his doghouse and Woodstock. It's a magical doghouse. Oh, yes. It magically arrived to us. Um, Craig Meter. I can't remember his. The Cardboard Company. The Cardboard Company in, in Milford. A-E-S-P-I. Is that it? That's my memory of the logo on the side. <laughs> Forgive terrible. us, Craig. Terrible. Forgive Craig. us. I'm not worthy. Craig has and his co-workers have made us a fabulous Snoopy doghouse, complete with Snoopy and Woodstock. And um, we'll be painting it. Yeah, it needs a little magic. Lighting it up. It's and pretty so, cool. Yeah. So that's our little entry. It's going to be but, good. I'm going. I'm definitely going. It's going to be fun. And then the following Saturday is going to be uh, the town tree lighting. Now, this we know less details about. It's still... Oh, um, I was hoping it would be lit up on December 1st. Well, maybe it's the 12 days of Christmas. Okay. If she's So our rec director is Heather Kennedy, and she has put out... I requested the date from her. She did say December 12th. Hmm. It's going to be virtual, and that's all I know. So we'll hold on for information about that, but you should also check her Facebook page, um, Mount Vernon Recreation, because that's where you're going to find the details. And that tree is huge, right? Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of lights on it, and um, maybe we should just go plug it in on the first. I'm kidding. Let's we do don't want to we don't want to ruin the the virtual tree. And I did see Amherst is doing a virtual tree lighting too. Mm -hmm. So maybe this is the thing this year that it gets lit, but we're not putting 500 people around the bottom of it. And Amy, you were chairing this event. You chaired it last year, mm -hmm. right. and so this year it's just reduced, correct? Right. No, basically no party. There's no, there, there's not going to be crafts or things like that. It's basically just the tree's going to get turned on and well, I can't wait to see happy it. Happy holidays. It starts yeah. that holiday season. So, mm -hmm. all right. And then for us, we have a lot of fun things planned for um, the whole entire month. Joanne, I'm going to let you talk about the children's activities. What are the kids doing this month? Okay. Well, we'll be starting with book bundles again so that um, if you have a little one and Maybe you don't know um, what books to pick out. We will bundle up some books for you, put them in the front, and I'll be having a little holiday craft in each bundle. Ooh. So sign up for that, and we'll get them ready for you. I was just looking at the um, holiday books that we have, mm -hmm. and they're coming out of storage. So can we drop some holiday books in Absolutely. your book bundles? Ooh, Absolutely. Good. It'll be a mixture of holiday and regular and maybe seasonal. I think you will like it. So sign up for a book bundle. And we will be having, starting on December 1st, our beautiful mailbox, if you would like to write a letter to Santa. I do. I have something big to ask for. Well, you have been very good, Bonnie. <laughs> You've been very good. So Not sure it fits down the chimney. Well, you can, you can only, always hope. You, it's it a double-sided chimney. <laughs> never hurts to ask. That's right. Santa, I've been good. So if you want to write a letter to Santa, our beautiful um, mailbox will be out in the entryway of the library from December uh, 1st till December 19th because you need time for Santa to write you back. And he I heard does. the mail is a little bit slower. They're busier this year. Yeah, but Santa does write back if you drop that letter in our box between December 1st and December 19th. So don't miss that. Exciting. And I have the most, I'm looking at it right now, the most beautiful gift, a dollhouse, was given to the library by Tony and Annette Imerlika, who built this dollhouse about 30 years ago. And it had been uh, languishing, sadly, in their mm -hmm. attic. 
and they, it was waiting for it was you. waiting <laughs> it's waiting for me and so it's here in the library and it's all decked out for the holidays home for the holidays is. it is a beautiful beautiful gift um i can't thank tony and annette enough for this generous gift you should definitely come in and we're going to be doing an i spy um to look at all the fabulous things like right now i spy a little tiny telephone in a fishbowl my goodness it's very good so come on in and look at it well so, i thank you for your hours of dedication because it wasn't just the fun part of decorating it it really needed love and repair a little mm -hmm. bit of cleaning house so you bit. were a housekeeper a construction worker <laughs> and a home interior decorator and it's a little landscape fabulous too. it's so fabulous i hope everybody gets a chance to come in and experience mm -hmm. it it is the magic of christmas right here at the library and yep. it doesn't take too long to come in and take a look. Like if you're on your way to the dump, pull in, take a peek, grab a nice mm -hmm. spy sheet and see how many things you can find. Mm -hmm. And um, it's it, it's going to make you want to get a dollhouse. It's I awesome. Think so. I think so. And you know, what a perfect thing to do over the winter months when you should be probably at home with your family. It, it would be a really fun thing to, to make. Um, a couple of parents came in today. And they said the same thing, like, oh, we have a dollhouse at home, and we never did do anything with it. Mm -hmm. It's super fun and super easy. I was wrapping presents out of little domino blocks today. Cute. It's very good. We can't stop. So, um, I know I can't stop. <laughs> I have to stop. But, um, so come in and look at it. Oh, and I forgot we're going to be doing um, bingo. 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 So, um, we'll be doing bingo on Zoom. And Bonnie and I went out, and we got the Prizes. Good prizes. We have the bingo cards. So um, that'll be fun. We have a full boat for that. So we do. Um, hopefully that's a Friday night, the mm -hmm. night before tree lighting. So hopefully the kids will 11. get out of school and zoom in at 430. Mm -hmm. And someone will get bingo. Hopefully five people. That's how many five, prizes we have. Five prizes. Five fun mm -hmm. prizes. And awesome. what else are you doing? Right? Perfect. Exactly. Eat all your... Uh, the little bingo markers happen to be M&M's, so, you know, a little snack before dinner. It's a small amount. Don't eat them all. You need some for your markers. All right, and for adults, um, we are doing the adult craft this month is on December 8th. We are going to cover oranges and little cloves and tie bows on them, and it's called, wait. I believe it's a pomander, right? Pomander. Yep. And um, Madison divvied out all the cloves. I bought a giant oh. four. Do you know what four pounds of cloves looks like? It's awesome. It's like a gallon jug. And yeah. she has generously divided those up. Uh, we had 15 people sign up for this craft. Mm -hmm. I had a 12-person limit, but then we had so many cloves, and we're like, what's more cloves than oranges? Mm -hmm. um, so I'm hoping for a full screen of friends to uh, make this simple traditional craft for Christmas. It'll smell amazing. Mm -hmm. And then our community educator, Sue Reese, is coming back to do an evergreen centerpiece. It's a little boxwood tree. You mm -hmm. kind of saw the demo. It's mm -hmm. not completely done yet, but... Right. It'll be like a little bit of evergreens, and she also had some baubles in there that had glitter mm -hmm. and flowers mm -hmm. and a light set, right? Yes. I think she's working some lights into mm -hmm. it. So it's a little bit more money Cute. than she usually does, but it's a lot more magic, and it's $35 per participant. All that money goes to Sue for all the supplies, and I'm pretty sure she spends way more than $35 per person. Mm -hmm. But uh, that will go out on Facebook to sign up, and... I think that's our last thing. We kind of pushed into December 15th, and then we'll see how we're doing going into the holidays. Um, there is a big break this year, the way Christmas falls. So we will be closed from the 24th to the 29th this year. Okay. Um, because 
the Christmas falls on a Friday. We're never open on Sunday and Monday, so we'll have a little break. And um, our theme this year is home for the holidays. Mm -hmm. We're going to encourage everybody to stay home. So get movies, get books, get magazines, get a dollhouse. That's right, <laughs> but not in this one. Stay home and enjoy this period of time. And hopefully it'll be over, you know, soon enough. Mm -hmm. But that's our theme. Um, I want to pass over to Amy because they're, we're getting to the end of the year where the final books are being published and there's lots coming out right now. So I'm sure mm -hmm. you have a lot of recommendations. Uh, but we're going to pause for one second, and then we'll be back with Amy for recommendations. Okay. So book recommendations. Uh, I want to talk about, there's two new books that were pu both published fairly recently that I've read. One is The Book of Two Ways by Jodi Pico. I haven't read a lot of her books. Mm -hmm. I think this is only maybe the third book by her that I've read, but it was just so satisfying. It was a really interesting premise, and I just really, really enjoyed it. So okay. I haven't read a lot of hers either. The ones that I have read, it's been from a long time ago. They're so yeah. dark This that, isn't... that it maybe kind of pushed me off of it, oh. so it wasn't like that. No, not, mm -hmm. uh, not dark. Uh, the, the, the premise is basically... The main character, um, she is in a plane crash. She survives. She's, I think, if not the only person, one of the only, like there's maybe one of the only people that survives. Mm -hmm. And she has a choice to make. The, the airline tells her, we can fly you on to where you were going, which in her case was back home, mm -hmm. or we'll fly you wherever you want. And on a whim, she decides to fly to Egypt. Oh. And years of previous, she had been a um, studying to get her doctorate, basically, in uh, you know archaeology, Egyptology, and then certain things happened in her life, and it kind of went in a completely different direction. So the book splits at that point, mm -hmm. and you get her life as though she went to Egypt, mm -hmm. and everything that would happen if she went to Egypt, and then the other part of the book and it's alternating chapters you get her life if she went back home and mm. dealt with what was happening back at home mm -hmm. and it's all tied in with this there's an actual Egyptian book called the book of two ways mm -hmm. from ancient Egypt and it kind of has to do with the the two different paths that you can take to get to the next life so mm -hmm. it, was, it was just really fascinating the way she kind of wove all those really interesting real life details into the story so mm -hmm. Very cool. satisfying read. The other book, I'm actually still reading it, Moonflower Murders by Anthony Horowitz. Oh, I got that for my one of my children for the Christmas Eve book. Oh, very nice. It's really good. It's very similar to what he did with Magpie Murders, where there's a book within a book. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So you're reading along, and then all of a sudden, the book that they've been talking about, you now are reading. Mm -hmm. And you read that book, and then it goes back to the story, and Ooh. you're still trying to figure out who done it. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's, it's, and the, the character, the female character who was the book editor from mm -hmm. Magpie Murders is the main character in this story. So well, that's, that's the only thing that really ties the two stories together. Oh, okay. Some people have called it a sequel. It's that's not what really I a it sequel mm -hmm. because it's, you know, the, well, mm -hmm. it's, it's just right. her next story, okay. if you want to put it that way. So well, I'm hoping that very I get good. to read that one too. So I, I've got about a hundred pages left. And I'm looking forward to finishing that. 
uh, as far as, and, and I, I always like to talk about new books and I like to talk about older books as well. <clears throat> An older book that I read recently that I'd never had a chance to read was The Bean Trees. Oh, I've read that By one. Barbara Kingsolver. Mm -hmm. I had never read that, and it was on my bookshelf, and I said, you know what, I'm going to read that finally. Mm -hmm. And I really, really enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. uh, so that was, a, that was a good book. So if you've never read any Barbara Kingsolver... I like her a lot. Read mm -hmm. something by her, anyway. Uh, and The Bean Trees is a short book, so it's really good for this time of year. If you're like, ah, I can't read, I don't <laughs> have time. Mm -hmm. I, I think it was maybe... Was it even 240 pages? I can't remember. It was it's, so many years it's ago. A, it's, a, it. it's a short book, so it's, it's very easy. we have it here. Yep, we do. Mm -hmm. We do. I checked because mm -hmm. uh, I was reading my personal copy. And there's actually, uh, the story continues in Pigs in Heaven. Which uh -huh. is, so I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to reading that. I mm -hmm. haven't read that yet. And then as far as books that are upcoming, things that are going to be published... I'm really looking forward to reading a book called Mediocre. Mm -hmm. So it's, I'll give you the full title. Mediocre, The Dangerous Legacy of White Male America. Oh. And it's by Ijoma Oluo. Mm -hmm. Sorry. <laughs> I said it backwards. Mm -hmm. And I specifically wrote it so I wouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> Oluo. There we go. Okay. Ijoma Oluo. And she is the same woman who wrote... The book so you want to talk about race mm -hmm. and so this is her latest book mediocre i think it'll be fascinating that is out december 1st and then looking a little further ahead into next year in january uh the unofficial prequel to the great gatsby which is called nick mm. comes out that's by michael ferris smith and it's the story of nick caraway's life before he arrives in west egg so i just reread the Great Gatsby for the Just the Classics book club recently, so that mm -hmm. kind of sounded interesting to me. And then the other book that I wanted to mention comes out January 12th, and that is The Mystery of Mrs. Christie, and that's by Marie Benedict. And I know a lot of people have been reading her Ooh. recently. She's been writing a lot of sort of women-centered historical fiction. So this one is has to do with a fictionalized account of Agatha Christie's 11-day disappearance. So I thought, ah, what better? That sounds <laughs> Right. right up my alley. Mm -hmm. Perfect. So that's it for me. Um, so I have some, a lot of new books just came in this week, and I, I did post a picture. I got a box from UPS, and it had about 15 books in it. Mm -hmm. And it was like the best of everything that's getting, you know, dropped published right now. So Barack Obama's book, A Promised Land. Um, we got the new Richard Paul Evans, Noel Street. So if you're really into Christmas-themed mm -hmm. books, we just pulled all of them out and put them in the foyer. Uh, but that was new. And then Stuart Woods came out with a new one. Danielle Steele, James Patterson, Baldacci, Mary Higgins Clark, David Sedaris's new collection mm. of it's short stories. J.K. Rowling. Uh-huh, J.K. Rowling mm -hmm. came out with someone. Nora Roberts, and then you already mentioned the um, Moonflower Murders. Mm -hmm. yep. So there's so much good material mm -hmm. here right now. Um, yes. Someone said, oh my gosh, are you going to shut down? Please give us warning. I'll come in and get like 10 bucks. Mm -hmm. I'm like, Absolutely, we're all going to need a little bit of warning to get mm -hmm. our things better. But, right. but uh, there's two books I'm looking at. You know, I love nonfiction and mm -hmm. self-help and everything. So this is getting a lot of buzz. It's called Group, How One Therapist and a Circle of Strangers Saved My Life. Mm -hmm. So I'm wondering if it's from the point of view of a patient or a doctor, but group therapy. So that's getting a lot of buzz. And then another one that I just saw that just came out is called Wintering. The Power of Rest and Retreat in Difficult Times. Yes, and it got really so mm -hmm. many 
good reviews and it has a beautiful cover so I'm thinking that might be a good gift to give people mm -hmm. so those are my two I want to read this month and it there is a less time in the month of December to read but you know make it work and we have book clubs that we read for mm -hmm. too mm -hmm. so we're reading Stamped the young adult version in the Black Books Matter book club mm -hmm. and it's by Jason Reynolds and um, it's an easier version to digest we had ordered the full Stamped right. from the beginning pages. so many pages and my book club was like whoa can we do the reduced version so I'm kind of excited to read that mm -hmm. version and um, so that'll be a busy hopefully stay on that one book a week pace mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> how about you Joanne what are you reading um I am reading the um the next book in the Louise Penny rule against a uh, rule against murder Amy got that for me from ILL thank you Amy you're very welcome so I'm reading that and then of course I'm reading my um book club books so I have a stack to get going on those. I'm kind of jealous you get to revisit all those children's books yeah. that we love. So I mm -hmm. had a friend shoot out a note the other day. I ended up on my Facebook page, but she just tagged me in it. She mm -hmm. said she ran out of books to read to her girls. Can you give recommendations? So like not just my friend group saw, like all the other people she tagged and mm -hmm. the, the titles of the books that people suggested were awesome. Like mm -hmm. it was like 164 comments. And like wow. I, I, our guest who's coming in, she commented a good one too. And you kind of forget, like, that that friend's age would not pick Nancy Drew, maybe, mm -hmm. but her daughters right. might love it. And, like, mm -hmm. I suggested Mary Poppins and, you know. Oh, any, I did see your post. Mm -hmm. Right? So not just the new stuff. Like, people chimed in with great recommendations, mm -hmm. which also made me think of books for Christmas. Don't forget. Or the holidays. Mm -hmm. So. For sure. All right. Well, our special guest is here, so we're going to take a pause, a second pause. We're pausing a lot today, but we want to make sure to get everybody set up and comfortable and six feet apart so we can uh, have a good interview. So hold one second, please. <laughs> All right, we are on the interview portion of the podcast, and um, we have had some fantastic guests come mm -hmm. to the podcast and talk about kind of their jobs in town. But today we have Ann Dodd with us, and to me, she is the queen of the library. Yes. And I have a healthy respect and fear of her. <laughs> so I'm a little oh, no. nervous that she's here today. Um, she is, are you the chair? Do you consider yourself the chair of the board of the Sophia G. Dalen Trust? I'm more the treasurer, which is the only position we have. We don't really have different positions, but I have the checkbooks. So. True. That's why she's the boss. Ah, That's so why are you the most boss. senior member? By far. Mm -hmm. I thought so. So when I first started working here as the children's librarian, it was explained to me in the simplest way that there's two sets of trustees for the building. And because I was the children's person, I didn't need to know very much about that. So I wasn't very educated about the difference between the, Day the Dalen trustees and the elected library trustees until I actually stepped into the director role. And then it became important. I knew the difference because it is a little bit about the money and how the library is run. So um, before we get into all of that, we always ask our, for our guests how you ended up in Mount Vernon. So how did you find yourself in town? Well, we moved to the area in 77. My husband went to work for Hitchener. Mm -hmm. I came here without a job, but within two weeks I got hired at Anheuser-Busch because I had an experience with Pfizer chemical in a um, plant in Connecticut. And so we were there for a while, and then Charlie got a job in Biddeford, Maine for a different casting company. 
which didn't last through the three-year startup. So we came back to Hitchener. So we had lived in Amherst before. When we came back, prices had gone up 25% Ooh. for houses. So it was difficult. We looked at 36 houses, wow. and we found a house on Main Street, two down from the top of the hill, and it was the definition of a fix fixer-upper. <laughs> we really bought a pile of studs that still had bark on them. And everything else was new. So we lived there. For so you saved that house, basically. Because it's, it's beautiful. When you drive by, you would never know. It is very nice now. Mm -hmm. But it has new everything. <laughs> and I actually put the clapboards on myself, painted them, backgrounded them, painted them. And mm -hmm. Ted McKeegan was a carpenter, and he was the boss, and I was the worker. There so. you go. <laughs> and um, Charlie hated the noise on Main Street, so we moved to Mason Road in 99. So we've been in town since 86. Excellent. So longtime long resident and a longtime volunteer in town. I can only imagine the number of boards and <laughs> things that you have volunteered for. I won't make you make a full list, but <laughs> I did want you to take a time to educate us about your position, your lifetime position on the Sophia Dalen Trust. Okay. Um, I want to start with how my relationship with the library started. When we moved to town, we didn't know anyone, and the girls were little, and so we volunteered at the library. That was our way to meet people in town. Emily was five and Laura was three, and so we spent one afternoon a week here. And in that first year and a half, I read all of the mysteries <laughs> in the library in alphabetical order by author. Oh my goodness. <laughs> But then it got out of hand because we started buying all kinds of new books and it got out outrageous. But mm -hmm. that's how I started my relationship with the library. <laughs> and about 15 or 16 years ago, there was an opening on the trustee, Dalen Trust. And Sophia Dalen made a will when she was um, widowed and she left money to build a library for Mount Vernon. Mount Vernon didn't have a library. They carried the books around in wheelbarrows. And there were a lot of stories about it. But when Je um, Joe Carlton decided he wanted to go away in the winters, he decided to step down. He had been a trustee, as had his father. So because I had a background in buildings and the building needed some attention, Mark Vaughn, and Justin Pastana asked me if I would consent to join the, the Board of Trustees, which I said, sure, I'd be happy to, not realizing how big a job it was. <laughs> but, okay. but I've loved every minute of it. It's been 15 years, and um, we've made a lot of improvements in the library. I was looking around thinking, oh, the lighting and the shades and the roof and... <laughs> Sure. <laughs> there have been a lot of different things that have Chimney happened. And, mm -hmm. and now the town owns the building finally. So the town and the land, the town build, owns the land and the building. So that makes it easy for us to contemplate moving down the street to our new location. Mm -hmm. So the Dalen Trust was established um, when Sophia died, and the building was built with proceeds from that trust. There were three trustees named in the will, and there are three 
other entities that receive money annually from the trust. She left money, she left direction that money would go to the Greenlawn Cemetery, the Mount Vernon Village School Music Program, and the Mount Vernon Congregational Church. So every year we make donations to those entities as well as supporting the library with any maintenance that has to happen. We pay for the electricity, the telephone, the oil, and anything else that has to happen here. Um, and that is a huge gift to the town. Um, it is rare to it have, is very, rare. very rare. We had uh, Terry Knowles here uh, as a consultant and she said there's only two other libraries in the whole state that have such a gift of a trust fund that maintains the building in the way that you do or similarly. Mm -hmm. So this is a, an expense that the town never sees right. that you see every month as yes, you're writing checks exactly, out from, exactly. the, from the trust. So right. that is the educational component that like, I'm hoping people, as we're moving towards the new library, can understand that they don't fear building a new building because like, oh, it's going to be so expensive to maintain. And, and, and that is the role of the trust, according to the will, correct? Correct. We pay for the mowing and the plowing and all the different um, non-book and non-salary related items for the library. And the trust is healthy. It's, it's invested with a, Edward Jones and the uh, town has given us money at annual town meetings and we match that money and it goes into a capital reserve fund for the, for the town capital reserve. Mm -hmm. So about half or more of the money in the capital reserve fund that the town holds is Dayland monies that were donated. But we also have money that's with Edward Jones. And we promised to, the trust decided years ago to, to fund a significant portion of the new library. So we set, if I set aside $750,000 and put it in CDs so that it was safe and didn't have to rely on the stock market. When the town purchased the building, we also put that money $105,000 in CDs. So that $855,000 exists in the Edward Jones account to help build the library. And when you combine that number with what you've put in the capital result, it's really a million dollars towards the project generously. Right. And so I know this isn't something you broadcast out there, but this is really the foundation of this project. This has made it possible for us to consider a new library is that the trust is there constantly supporting it. So right. I, I'm hoping the town picks up on that generosity and understands uh, what a gift it is. So, and I thank you because she's the treasurer. She knows <laughs> how to make that money work. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's right. But you also have to, you can't give all of the trust away. No, Be because right. the, the terms of the will say that we have to maintain and preserve the library in perpetuity. So perpetuity is a scary word for right. me. Um, <laughs> especially when interest rates are very low as they are now and will be for the foreseeable future. So we have to keep enough in reserve so that we can pay the bills. Um, you have two other trustees on your board. Do you want to mention? We do. Um, Peter King is a trustee and Kirk Pomeroy is also a trustee. So the three of you manage everything together. We do. 
Excellent. And I feel like as we're moving uh, forward with the project, we're going to see a lot more of your board so that um, I know that the library trustees want to make sure they're communicating effectively where the project is, where the money's coming from, and we've had generous donors to the project. So we're getting closer day by day, it's and it's exciting. It is exciting. I know you want to see it in your lifetime. As, I sure uh, do. Yeah, there's a lot of people who've been stopping in recently, you know, to catch up on the project. So um it's really based on the success of the foundation raising money and also the Dale and Trust partnering um, so that we can go to town meeting with the most money in the bucket as possible to reduce right. the tax impact. Great. That's the goal, right? It is. Okay, so you are also a board member on SHARE and because we're getting close to the holidays, I thought it would be a great opportunity to talk about what does SHARE need right now and, and what has changed because of COVID? How can we help you? And tell us what SHARE is yes. for those who might not know. Um, SHARE is a 501c3 charity. It was established as part of the Catholic Church in Milford. St. Patrick's established SHARE 40 years ago. And it started out in just a room in the garage of the rectory, but we collected food to help people that were having trouble feeding their families. And it's grown to a bigger operation. We now have employees and we have a building. We bought the Knights of Columbus building on Columbus Street, which is right behind the ambulance bay in Milford. And we have a, an executive director and um, an employee that helps. And we have some reception capabilities there. And we initially started with the client base that was based on St. Patrick's Church and that was Amherst and Milford, Mount Vernon and Brookline. There was a, a chapel in Brookline that was part of the church. When we bought the building in Milford, we divorced ourselves from the church. They don't support us now. It's all supported by donations. So we um, have a Normally we have a food operation and we have a clothing barn that provides clothing to people that need it. We also take care of emergency um, funding for things like car inspections or a set of tires or a, a month's rent to bridge somebody to their new job, uh, a little bit of auto repair and medical expenses. So, and when the pandemic happened, we had to close the clothing barn because we can't have people in our building. We're limited to two people in the building at a time, so our volunteers manage the food program. We now have an online ordering system so people can check what they would like for their family. And during the pandemic, the open cupboard in Wilton was not able to help their people. So we've added Wilton and Lineboro to our client base. Oh, my goodness. And we don't require paperwork anymore. It doesn't matter whether you have any money or not. You can come to us for food. Our policy is no one leaves, hung no one leaves without food and no one goes hungry. Mm -hmm. So if you stop at that building and call them, they'll bring you food to last you a day or two until you can get into the ordering system. So the employees are just fabulous. They're the most caring people that, that preserve the dignity of our clients in every way possible. So I'm really, really proud to be part of that. 
I time out. I serve my two terms, so I have to leave the board in no. December. But oh, one of my sad for that. One of my uh, accomplishments was I headed the team that put solar panels on the building, and um, we celebrated in the month of August because our electric bill was zero. Congratulations! <laughs> we only pay for the outdoor lights, which are on a different meter. So that was exciting. We saved $800 that we were able to spend for food. So today, they're handing out 400 turkey dinners to people with gift cards for um, the children's needs at Christmas. So we're giving it in, in advance so that parents can shop ahead of time during the sales. Normally there's a whole process where people buy gifts for kids, mm -hmm. but we can't do it this year because of the pandemic. So the staff has been really creative in figuring out how to do this. And we have a special program for seniors for food and a little bit of giving at Christmas. So that's all going on in the next month. So if someone's listening to this podcast and they want to support what your, your project, is it gift cards? Do they reach out? Do they go online? They can give online. Um, Shareoutreach.com. Uh, .com or .org. We don't, don't, .org. I, don't, I think it must be Google dot, both. Must be .org. <laughs> but it's Share Outreach in Milford. And um, they can donate money that way. If they want to donate food, they drive to the parking lot and dial 673-9898 and someone comes out and gets the food from them. Mm. So they don't ever have to go in the building. It's all very remotely handled and safe. Um, and you can always mail a check to 1 Columbus Avenue. Share outreach 1 Columbus Avenue in Milford, 03055. I think he's done a good job communicating on our town. Um, Kind of chatterboard. I always Facebook. forward I, things. Right, mm -hmm. I see that a lot. So I'm hoping that's reaching the people who have computers and like are on Facebook. Uh, but always good reminder to to check to see ahead of time because there's different rules now. So right. I did not know that you were only that you were gifting already. So I feel a little behind the ball, but today, never too late, right? Today and tomorrow are the times we're handing out Thanksgiving things, mm -hmm. and then there'll be another time for Christmas. Perfect. Well, you're going straight to heaven. <laughs> they are, for, for sure. sure. Um, a more casual question and a little more personal. You're a new grandmother. I am. Um, congratulations. Thank Bra you. Do you want to brag a little? Well, Bridget, well, my first of all, my grandchildren are in Minnesota, which is unfortunate at this time. Mm -hmm. But we were able to fly there. I would not normally fly from Boston to Minnesota in February, but we did, thank goodness, and we met Fletcher, and he's now um, 10 months old, Aww. and Bridget, his sister, is approaching three, so they're both wonderful. We get little videos from Laura, she sends us little clips, Bridget's learning how to trace letters, and she can sing the ABC song. Perfect. And Fletcher just learned how to stand up by himself without hanging on to anything. He's so. going to be walking soon, right? <laughs> yeah, pretty soon. <laughs> I got and then I have a daughter who lives in Utica, New York. She's the assistant principal at Ooh. Rome High School, which is a very challenging job right now. Very. So I bet. And she's engaged to be married, but um, we'd like to be able to have a party, so we don't know when they're going to get married. Uh, mini weddings are all the rage right now, so if we could just get over this hump where you could actually go travel to a small wedding. Right, if we could right. 
travel to New York and back without <laughs> staying two weeks. <laughs> right. um, so. You had a good idea of uh, sending the children books. Uh, how's that going? Well, we I sent a book. We made Bridget a member of the Book of the Month Club, and so we sent board books for her first 18 months. And now they have so many books that they don't really need any books anymore. So <laughs> now it's a craft of the month. Club. Oh, that's so fun. I sent these wonderful paper dolls that I, uh, one of our child, children's librarians' children <laughs> decorated for us. We went to the, I went to the dollar store and they had these blank cutouts of men, boys and girls. And she, Lily did the most beautiful job making each one individual with a, face, a beautiful face and hair. And so I cut out clothing from all different oh, patterned fun. materials so that she can play with paper dolls. So that was kind of fun. It's a lot harder to find crafts that a that a 10-month-old child can use. Right, not yet. <laughs> but he's enjoying the books. I always give a ball for your first birthday because like, it's endless fun, right? It just rolls exactly. around. It's, like, yeah. it's the endless. <laughs> All right, well, we always do um, a speed round of fast what? questions for you. Okay. And no pressure, but... Uh, We'll this let Joanne give you. This is the fun part, right? It's okay. fun. Yep. So, I'll ask a question and I'll ding the bell. Okay. I'd love to know the last book you've read. Well, the one I finished was Yes, Please by Amy Poehler. Oh, oh so funny. But the one I'm reading now is Nighttime is My Time by Mary Higgins Clark. It's one of the older ones, 2004, but mm -hmm. it's very interesting. She just wrote a brand new one. She, it's she's, out. We'll put it on hold for you. And she, had, she writes with her daughter now, too, so it's pretty interesting. Oh, very good. Let's see. All right. Your favorite Thanksgiving side dish? My mother's gelatin salad. Oh, really? What That's color is it? Old school. At Thanksgiving, it's green. At Christmas, it's red. <laughs> Are there marshmallows? Nope. Nope. It's cherries and walnuts and whipped cream will you make it not this for a year. party of two no. <laughs> no oh you'll have to look for that next year then it's my brother's favorite thing so it sounds delicious it is very good. <laughs> <laughs> yummy all right secret talent Uh, I make a mean loaf of bread. Oh, that <laughs> is. I'll tell you another secret talent she has. She is not afraid to get electrocuted in the basement of the library. <laughs> I know. We had a tiny That's little, no secret. Yeah, we had a tiny little water <laughs> issue, and I'm there in my rubber boots, not even willing to go to the top of the stairs, and she marched right down and stuck her hand in the water. <laughs> and the pump. Into the sump pump, right? Into the pump, and it started pumping, and the water was caught. I thought, well, there is a secret talent <laughs> and dad that you do not know. But Fearless. Because you grew up in a house where your dad was a plumber, right? Exactly. Yeah, so he taught her the, that's a secret talent. I don't know anyone else who would do that. Also, here's another one. Don't you know how to make coleslaw for, to feed an entire town? Coleslaw for 350 oh. yeah. That is a talent right there. If you've ever been to Lampson Farm Day and you've had coleslaw, this I one. Mean. Yeah, for everyone. everyone. And it's so delicious. All right. We would like to know your must-have dream space in the new library. If you were designing it. Right. Hmm. 
a cozy chair with a good light. Mm, okay. Do you want to get by the fireplace? I don't like to pig the fireplace. I know a lot of people wanted a fireplace, and it wasn't my it wasn't my need. It wasn't your need. <laughs> but I, I love the chair. I love the idea that we'll have one. Mm -hmm. All right, cozy furniture. With get it on. Good list. lighting. Good lighting. Very important. Maybe you need a throw blanket. So. <laughs> mm, that'd be great. All right, very good. And here's our my last question for you. Okay. I'd like to know the first place that you'll go after COVID is over. St. Paul Park, Minnesota. <laughs> and the second place is Italy because we were supposed to go to Italy oh, in March. Right. It got delayed till October and it got delayed till next October. So mm. we're hoping we're going to be able to go to Italy next October, but the minute I can fly. I forgot that. I bet I remember that you were supposed to go. <laughs> I don't know. Mm -hmm. Tuscany. Excellent. Oh, Excellent. It'll be waiting for you. It will. Okay. Well, we can't thank you enough for coming today. Yes. We have a parting gift for you. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Maybe it'll you. make your Thanksgiving celebration a little bit better. <laughs> thank you so much. But, um, you are really such an important person to this library, and it, you're, you're very modest about it. But um, there wouldn't be a library in this condition um, moving forward without you. So we really appreciate all your efforts, and you're silent about it. But I, I cannot say enough thank yous to you because I feel like we're going to get that new library, and you're part of that project. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you very much. That's very sweet. Yes, thank you. All right, we are moving on to the second shift of the evening. It's midday. The sun's going down. Have a happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Yeah, happy Thanksgiving. And yes. we will not be back until after Christmas because of this weird. Break. Um, we're going to record at the end of December and do the best of books for oh. the whole year. So mm -hmm. get reading. Get reading. Wonderful. Happy Thanksgiving.